You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, y'all? Uh, here's the deal. Frank and I attempted to record a podcast tonight. Uh, we both ended up restarting uh, our computers. We both reset our respective internets. Um, we tried to figure out any way to make the recording work. Um, it spent much longer than we would have wanted on it, and we couldn't make it work. So what you have is I've not gone through editing yet, so I'm going to say it's probably 20 to 30 minutes. That's going to be what it is today. Um, I'll, I'll throw a little conclusion on the end of it, just so you know that uh, the podcast is coming to an end. But yeah, the, it's it's going to end with me tossing to Frank and Frank getting ready to tell you that, you know, Chris Middleton and company uh, just could not handle Jonathan Simmons and Eric Bledsoe and company could not handle uh, DJ Augustine. And well, you can imagine where he would have gone from there because, well, you watched that depressing game as well. So what we're going to do here is we're going to throw to the intro and... We'll start the podcast like normal. Um, if you have any problems with it, I'm very sorry. We tried. It didn't work. And that's going to kind of have to be what it is. So um, if you are someone who hates listening to audio issues, if you get upset when you start to hear the voices skip a little bit, well, maybe just skip today's podcast. And maybe that'll be better for you anyways, because you won't want to think about uh, the Bucks' loss against the Magic either. So maybe it works out best for all of us. And maybe Frank and I don't didn't have to uh you know go through this for as long as that that we needed to so uh that is going to be what's going on with that being said here's the intro Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Madden. And Frank, the Bucks went out and did it. I said if they lost, they should be embarrassed, that they should be ashamed. And this, I mean, we talked about sucks to loses last week. This is a sucks to lose. I, I don't even know other descriptors i can try to think of for this game but it is just awful they lose 126 117 to the orlando magic fall to 36 and 32 on the season the magic were coming off a 36 or 38 point loss to the san antonio spurs they arrived in orlando at 235 a.m on wednesday they played a game 17, 16, uh, 20, I don't even know, whatever hours later. Um, and they took it to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, do you got any, you got anything? I, I don't even know. Yeah, uh, the Bucks got in a day early, and uh, apparently, as, as everyone always says, the Epcot Center nightlife is undefeated <laughs> in Orlando. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's everything about this, other than the fact that obviously it's a road game, but pretty much everything else said the Bucks should win this game easily. They're better. They are not missing three starters. I mean, the, the magic, you know, easy to forget about Terrence Ross. He's been out for, for a while, but Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon didn't play. Um, you know, the, the magic gave away their starting point guard at the trade deadline for a second round pick and Alfred Payton. Um, this is a, you know, a team built to tank right now built to lose games and the Bucks could not beat a team that was built to lose games. I don't know which, which fan base is more angry right now. Um, <laughs> pr- probably Bucks fans because I guess there's probably some magic fans who at least feel kind of good about, you know, uh, beating a, a playoff team. But, um, but yeah, if the Bucks, I mean, if the Bucks play, I don't know what, six minutes of good defense in this game, yeah. then, then maybe they, they, they win. But, um, I don't know. You just, it just felt like the Bucks looked like a team that was just sort of expecting Orlando to just start missing shots and and kind of you know I don't know it was just sort of death by you know death by a thousand cuts just sort of death by a thousand you know mediocre efforts on defense you know just and maybe even mediocre is charitable given some of the stuff we saw but um, you know you look at a lot of the stats I mean you know if you go into this game and you say Giannis is going to give you thirty eight ten seven three steals. And Middleton's going to give you 22, and Bledsoe's going to give you 20, and both of them are going to shoot 50%, and the Bucs are going to score 114 points per 100. You'd feel pretty good about that. I mean, yeah. Bucks score 31 fast break points. They're plus 28 in the paint. Oh, but that defense. And the, there wasn't any, unfortunately. Uh, the Magic shoot 50%. 18 out of 34 from three. They were also plus 11 from the free throw line. And... You know, despite turning it over 18 times, uh, seven more than the Bucks. Um, the Bucks just, you know, that with the exception of late in the third quarter when the Bucks, you know, worked back to an 80 to 77 lead, you thought maybe that was a point there where they had gotten over the hump. We've talked about not getting over the hump a lot. The Bucks actually got over the hump. They were playing from the front, and then they immediately give up a 14 nothing run after Giannis went to the bench late in the third, and playing from behind the rest of the game, and you know, just just never could get stops and um that's that's a killer that's why that's why that's how you get an eight seed you know in a in a conference where only eight teams are trying (laughs) um that's that's how you end up with an eight seed and you know again a lot of the a lot of the stats on the buck side the box score is going to look nice because they scored a ton of points 117 points um but you know jonathan simmons career night uh dj augustine looking terrific uh, you know, Nikola Vucevic, nearly a triple double. Um, you know, as much as they got numbers from obviously Giannis first and foremost, but you know, Middleton and Bledsoe gave you gave you some numbers, but they just bled everything right back the other way. And um, certainly, when you look at the role players on the Buck side, um, a lot of zeros, a lot of zeros. Tyler Zeller missed a couple point blank shots. Yep. He's obviously been good. Didn't give them anything. Brandon Jennings, you know, two points and minus 13 nine minutes. We got reminded that he can't play any defense at all. Um, Sterling Brown, three straight double-digit scoring games, didn't score a point tonight, you know. Um, so a lot of, lot of lack of support from, from the, this kind of other guys offensively. But, you know, still, whatever, offensive chance to win this game. Um, and it's just really the defense, just never being able to lock down defensively, never being able to, you know, make plays and, and get, you know, a, a, a real kind of extended run where, you know, you had a, you know, get like one quarter where you hold them to like 20 points or something like that. Didn't happen. You know, Magic, their worst quarter was 25. They scored 30 plus in all 
from the first, third, and fourth. You know, again, it's a tough way to try a game. And you mentioned just kind of the idea that if they played good defense for six minutes, that they win this game. Like, just pick a six-minute stretch at any point in this game. And really, for me, you're playing a team that is actively trying to lose. The best way to let them win that game is by giving them a chance in the first six minutes of the game. And that's exactly what the Bucks did. Because if you choose to make the six minutes you want to play defense the first six minutes, they're just going to say, you know what? We're supposed to lose this game. Like, whatever. We're, we'll fold it in. It's totally fine. We don't... That's 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 okay. And instead, you let them get going, and you just can't come to stop them at any point. Uh, and it looked like the Bucks might have... Even though it was ugly to start, even though you'd given up nine points, like you're, it took a Giannis two or two Giannis baskets in a row uh, to get it to thirteen to nine, and you're thinking, okay, the Bucks have it figured out, and then stall out on thirteen until it's twenty two to thirteen, and then end up losing that quarter thirty six to twenty, and you just give them hope that they, not not even that they don't deserve, that they don't want. They don't want that hope. This team, this Magic team was actively trying to lose games. So if you are able to hold down DJ Augustine and Jonathan Simmons in the first quarter, that's it. They, they, they might end up having a nice game. The, the game might end up being sloppy. You might still end up scoring 117, and maybe the Magic score 110 or something like that. But you're going to win the game. But instead, you do the exact opposite. You let those two get hot early. You let them play with some confidence. And you lose the game. Like, the just the... And again, like, you always... When you're thinking about this team, you think about the schemes not being good enough. And you think about the defense doing dumb stuff. And you think about how it's not put together in a, in a logical way. And, like, all those complaints are there and that's totally fine but a poorly schemed bucks team with Giannis, chris bledsoe jabari parker like with those four guys i don't i don't care if there was no schemes i don't i don't care if i rolled the ball out and told you to play pickup against these magic guys you should win you should just have enough professional pride that you're going to stop someone defensively. Even even if you don't think the defensive scheme makes a ton of sense, Like even, even if all those things are true, you just have enough pride to say, my guy's not going to blow by me. And <laughs> not once did that, uh, did that occur tonight. And, or even saying, you know what? He's not going to get off this three. I'm not going to be lazy going underneath this screen. Or... I'm not going to allow us to blitz this and not get back to my guy. Like e- even with poor schemes, there should just be a level of professional pride that that does not occur. And one guy on the Bucks had that professional pride. His name was Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he gets 38 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists, and three steals. And the rest of the team, nope, just don't have it. Like just just don't really have it at all. And I mean, it's it's an embarrassing loss and one that, as we were talking about this final stretch of games, we mentioned 
okay, these four games against crummy teams, you have to have them. Not not because that they're the only ones you're gonna be able to get this year. There's other ones on the schedule you should be able to get, but like if you are if you're actively thinking you're gonna get out of the seven or eight spot, get to the sixth spot and keep your pick, you needed to have this and they just didn't. Yeah, and I mean obviously, you know, the magic players, I mean, you know, individually they're not trying to lose, right? They don't have they don't particularly care about, you know, getting a high draft pick, but the you know, first off this team is, is, you know, starters. They're not, obviously, they're playing a bunch of young guys. They're obviously not attempting to win games sort of from a high-level standpoint. And, you know, at night after a 36-point loss, you get in really late. You've lost five in a row. The Bucks come out and, you know, punch them in the nose and go up 10 in the first five minutes or something. You're going to win by 20 points and probably not have much challenge at all winning this game. But instead, as you said, the Bucks really didn't do that at all. Uh, the Bucks starters. I think when Giannis went to the bench, I want to say they actually the game was close, but um, you know, not, not a convincing start. Certainly not defensively from the Bucks. And late in that first quarter, they let the the Magic go off on a run. They go up thirty six twenty to end the first quarter. And you know, again, uh, something that we've seen too often: the Bucks just digging these big holes for themselves, and then having to spend lots of effort and lots of game time just trying to back into it and. You know, unfortunately, like you look at the the scoring by quarter. I mean, they they buckled down, only gave up twenty five points in the second quarter. Great, but then they give up those thirty and thirty five in the third and fourth quarter. I mean, I mean that's just crazy. Like in a fourth quarter where you know you're supposed to be locking down defensively, that you still give up thirty five points. Yeah. Um. You know, again, this is uh this is the recipe for for locking yourself into an eight seed and and really not you know just just treading water as as the Bucks have for a while. And, and obviously, you know, this four game and these are some because, you know, again, there's nobody really, you know, hot on your tail. But, um, you know, just every every time you, you, you drop a game like this, I mean, mostly the Bucks have been losing to better teams. They haven't had many games like this where they've lost to like really bad teams. Um, so this is a little bit new in that regard. But, you know, that just makes it worse, I think, just because it's, you know, we, we expect them the those games against good teams but um to do it on the road you were clearly for the, the fresher team better team um yeah it it just sucks and and again this is this is why you just sort of wonder like well, what's what 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 is what is this team really what, what is this team really going to become over the next month of the season um which is all we have left and you know they're just setting themselves up to have a very short you know time in the playoffs because if you're the seven or eight seed good luck you know Boston yeah. or Toronto this this Bucks team you know um you can play Giannis 45 minutes a night I guess which which would help you know tonight he's plus 10 they're minus 19 in the eight minutes that he's off the court um so so yeah I guess in the playoffs you can just sort of run Giannis into the ground a bit more but uh again you just can't afford to live to play this way to live this way if you're if you're trying to improve and get better as a basketball team Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I was talking about yesterday, right? Like, I could just use a fast-forward button. I got, am I learning anything about the Milwaukee Bucks as they go out and just kind of make a number of the same mistakes that they've always made defensively? The offense doesn't look creative. It's just guys taking turns. Like, I'm not, I'm not really learning anything about this team. I'm just getting further confirmation that 
Giannis is very talented offensively. Eric Bledsoe is quite talented offensively. Chris Middleton is talented offensively. Jabari Parker is quite talented offensively. Like I'm just, I'm getting to see all of them work on some of their one-on-one moves. So maybe, maybe there's some developmental reps to be had and all of that. But there's no, there's no leveraging of any of these guys' skills. Really, it's just go out and and kind of do what you can. So I, I don't know. It's just a, it's just very. It's disheartening to watch, I think would be the best way to put it. And I know I had some some people at the start of the night tweet me when the Bucks had gone down early on, 22 to 13 or whatever it was, and I tweeted something out about it, and someone was just had tweeted me like, oh, you got to relax, and other people kind of jumped on that too. Like, you got you to calm down. And I was just like, this isn't about this game. Like, this isn't about the Bucks losing to the Magic. Like this is about the Bucks starters who have been broken for the entire time since the All Star break and maybe a little bit beforehand. Like that's that would be what my level of concern would be about for a Bucks fan is the fact that the starters don't look good anymore. Like that was something that you could count on when the bench was totally floundering that the starters were still gonna look good and most nights that meant you could get propelled to a victory and well, the starters like haven't looked good and haven't taken care of business and haven't been able. I'm trying to think. The last time they like sent a true message, like just storming out to like a 14-2 lead in the first three minutes and force another team to call a timeout to stop that run. Like that's just not something that's happened with this Bucks team, and uh, it's just uh, it's it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, and again, these losses particularly painful because this is a projected win, right? You know, if yep. you lose to a good team, at least that's not a win that you were counting on. Um, you know, you look at some of the the win projected models. I think going in today, I think Basketball Reference had them projected at forty three, uh, five thirty eight at forty four wins, um, and you know, five thirty eight like automatically updates. So you know, shockingly, their projection dropped by a win by losing this game, right? Because this was a game that you know you're expecting them to win, and so yeah, if you lose this game shocker you know now you're back projected down to be in the eighth seed uh the heat at 44 wins um and you know the wizards tonight um in boston and so they're claiming a win you know on a back-to-back they go into boston granted without Kyrie irving but they go get a win and you know again um these are just you know other teams are just better right now i mean they're just playing you know whether you want to trot out the uh, playing with more pride or whatever um but you just, you know, I mean, multiple people tweeted at me. I, I didn't watch the game live because I was out at dinner with my family, but um, I was following it on my phone, and it was just like, man, when's, when when do you get over the hump? And it just didn't happen, and sure enough, my my uh, mentions were full of people tweeting at me our, our unfortunately very familiar phrase, never trust the Bucks." <laughs> and yep. um, certainly defensively uh, tonight we saw once again, like you just, you, you know, again, as during the Prenti era, they've they've generally taken care of business against bad teams. Um, I mean, tonight was a really painful reminder that this is just a team that you just can't really trust to to, to play up to their potential. And and it's to see a, a tough one because um, you know, being at the the eight seed is not a place you want to be. No, not not at all. This is is it's a bad place to be, and I guess defensively, um, I know we always talk about you know 
sometimes like you can be unlucky from the three point line. Like three point defense is largely based, uh, or I should say, largely based, but there there's certainly a significant basis for it in in luck and the Magic going fifty two point nine percent, eighteen of thirty four against you. Yeah, that that is some bad luck, but also you gave Jonathan Simmons twelve attempts and you gave DJ Augustine nine. So maybe don't do that. Maybe don't give the guys that are hitting threes uh, some good looks. And uh, I mean, DJ Augustine kind of hit a ridiculous one late in that game, like a step back job on Middleton and Bledsoe who were helping out. But beyond that, uh, I don't remember a ton of particularly difficult threes that these guys hit. Like those two guys hit a bunch of pretty open looks and you let them get hot. And I don't know, like there was just so many possessions. And I know our friend Dean is so upset that he is now working on uh, one of his defensive threads, um, which should just be the, the worst hate watch I've ever, I've ever gone through in my life because it's going to be terrible. But just again and again, you saw you saw the Bucks blitzing pick and rolls and not getting back. You saw the Bucks over helping to nowhere, um, which is something that uh, both Bledsoe and Middleton are frequently uh, guilty of is just over helping and helping into spots that just don't make any sense and leaving shooters. And there was a Jabari Parker one where Kem Birch just cut through the middle of the lane and Jabari decided to switch onto no one. Um, which I mean, he he's done before and he'll certainly do again. Um, but there was just mind boggling mistake after mind boggling mistake defensively. And I mean, you always, you always kind of say like, play your best basketball going into the end of the season, right? Like you want to be peaking at the right time. You want to be playing good basketball at the right time. And last year, to a large extent, the Bucks were, were kind of doing that. Like they obviously had just that terrible, like January, February stretch, and then got hot late. And I would say we're playing some of their best basketball going into the postseason. There's still time to do that. Um, it's still possible for the Bucks to do that as they have, what, 14 games left? Um, so th- they still have a chance to do that, but at the same time, it's it's not looking particularly good, um, and, and they got to try to figure something out. Individually, is there anything you really want to talk about? Um, I thought Giannis could have had – I thought it was easy for, for Giannis from the start, and I was actually kind of a little surprised that in that first quarter he didn't just say, "Okay, like I'm." I mean, he's, I think he still had 16 in the first half somewhere. In the, like he still had a really solid first half, but I thought it was incredibly yeah. easy for him the entire night. Um, Middleton and Bledsoe. I don't. They're, those aren't great nights. Eight of sixteen shooting for both of them for twenty-two points for Chris and twenty points for Bledsoe. Like I don't know if those are great nights, but. They're both solid enough nights, and then, like you said, it was it was kind of the others. Jabari Parker was fine, six of ten uh, for fourteen points for him, um, but it just felt like when just I just don't know going forward if a lineup that features Jabari and Brandon Jennings can play. 
And, and I think that even four minutes for Don Maker tonight, and I think he, <laughs> he might even been a part of it, where it was Jennings, Jabari, and Thon Maker. Actually, I know he was because Brandon Jennings threw a pass off his shoulder um, as he was running down the middle of the floor. Uh, so I know Thon Maker was a part of it. But, like, I, I just don't know if you can play – Though like, uh, Jennings and Jabari on the floor together defensively is just a disaster. Like you, you, you can't you can't play them together, and then you add Thon into it, and good God, it was terrible. I mean, Brandon was a bad defender, you know, even when he was quote unquote good. Um, and age has not improved his defense just because he's still a really small guy. DJ Augustin blew by him a couple times early in in or uh, I think guess it was late in that first quarter. He only played a few minutes and was I think I don't know what he was. He was a Mister Team for the game and um, you know that that trend started early and and as you said Jabari it's just you know uh, and again and again a game where you want where you need to be able to lock down and not make mistakes. It's it's tough with Jabari because he he's going to just make mistakes and um, you know again will he ever get over some of this all of this. <laughs> Who knows, right? No. Um, I think at this point, it's you know he's never going to be a even an average defender probably, but um, but it's really difficult, especially when you know it feels like off defensively your margin for error is low because Magic hit a bunch of shots. I mean, right? It's not like the Magic were you know not making shots or something like that. I mean, they had a good night from three. Um, you know, Middleton going under and other Bucks going under on Simmons a few times, giving him open looks, um, getting open for open look. So Bledsoe was only a minus three, but he just kind of had like one of those like casual games from Bledsoe. Like you know, it's like he just didn't feel like he was really giving his all. You know, what I mean, even though his numbers were fine, and yeah. you know, he wasn't like a massive negative at least in terms of like stats. Like it just felt like he kind of came assuming that he'd be better than DJ Augustine, and he wasn't. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, if you need any further evidence, DJ Augustine scored thirty-two points. Like that—that that will tell you Eric Bledsoe didn't bring it. Right. And it's not like, you know, um, Bledsoe was the guy just getting blown by every time or something like that. Um, but, you know, it, it, this is this is the this is how you lose a game to the Orlando Magic, you know, Middleton and company right by Jonathan Simmons. And all the all the guards got killed by DC. Right. And he just got open. And, you know, the Bucks. You know, and that was kind of the theme of the night. Like the Magic could get shots like they just. OK, that is where uh, things got too garbled to really continue. Uh, so I, I will apologize that it did not work out better. Um, hopefully you're able to, to soldier through just a, a little bit of our conversation. And, um, if you got through that game, I would assume you could probably get through our conversation as well because it, it was a bad one. So, uh, that is going to be it for us for today. Uh, obviously hopefully the bucks can kind of figure some things out and get themselves into a better spot moving forward. They do have a couple days here to think about it, which means we have a couple days, uh, to podcast about it all. Um, but they do not play again until Saturday against the Atlanta Hawks. So, uh, they have a little bit of time to think about it. And you know what? For you as a, a basketball consumer, I'm not the biggest college basketball fan. I think anyone who has heard this podcast knows that I am not. But the NCAA tournament starts in the next couple of days. So hopefully you can enjoy some of that. Uh, just m- maybe use that to take your mind off the bucks for the next two days. Thursday and Friday, first day of games, you can hang out and watch a bunch of those and um, see young collegiate athletes brick a bunch of jumpers, uh, but ultimately play in close games that some people will tell you are very good. And maybe they are good, but more likely they're just entertaining because they're close games, which is totally fine. Um, so maybe enjoy that. 
flip your brains off for a little bit, watch some college basketball, um, and, and have a good time with that. So we'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk through everything. We'll get you ready for Bucks Hawks on Saturday. We'll do all of that tomorrow for Frank, a uh, very garbled Frank, and I guess a garbled myself as well. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been Lockdown Bucks. See you then.